1991, I was the recipient of the ever so loving nickname, Tina Talk A Lot. Now, this could have stunted my extroverted self, but instead I embraced that name like it was my job. Almost 30 years later, that name still rings true. Here's the deal though, I actually really love to listen too. Someone once joked that this only happens on Tuesdays though. Now, I don't want to disappoint your expectations of the show, so we won't veer off too often, but on occasion, you will hear from people other than myself. This episode happens to be one of those. Well, hi, everyone. I'm super excited to be here with you today. I actually have a guest on the podcast, as you heard in the intro. And this guest is someone that I've known longer than actually probably every single person that I've had on the podcast so far. Emily and I uh, happen to be neighbors and, you know, it was, it's a good ending, you know, being neighbors, sometimes neighbors aren't (laughs) always the best uh, thing, but we, we got in a little uh, happy land. We lived in, what do we call it? Wisteria Lane. Um, There was uh, several of us just that we hung out all the time and became close friends, similar ages, having kids together. And eventually we took that, uh, friendship, that neighbor to friendship to working together in actually quite a few different capacities. And we had this crazy idea that we were going to purchase a hair salon. I don't know why, where, what we were thinking at times. Um, but Emily had said like, let's work together. Let's do something together. She was an esthetician and I owned, um, I owned a company, my marketing design company, and always had this goal and desire to have a brick and mortar. So as we started looking for locations, you know, to maybe build out or to purchase one landed in our lap. And it really felt like, dang, this, this is like supposed to be, this is meant to be now fast forward. Uh, many, of you know, that listen to this podcast, that the salon wasn't the best business investment in the world, but had I not stepped into the salon world, I don't know that I would actually be where I am today in doTERRA. Um, it was a little bit of a stretch for me to think, you know, go from, you know, tenacious, my marketing design company straight to doTERRA. Like there wasn't like a connection point there, uh, but the salon was, and also Emily was a contributor to that too. Um, she had a love or like excitement for the network marketing space understood it. And when we opened the salon, it was like, this is going to be super obvious for us to also bring doTERRA into here. And so we started doing things like having classes and using the products on, um, you know, on clients. And it was a really fun, you know, I think almost 18 months that we were doing that on a regular basis and being able to build our doTERRA team. So I wanted to bring Emily on here so that you guys could understand a little bit if you're thinking, you know, I want to incorporate doTERRA into my current business model, but I'm not exactly sure how. Now, of course, Emily's an esthetician. It makes a lot of sense, um, but we'll be able to help share and kind of guide you how other industries, it can be a little bit easier. So Emily, I would love for you to just share like your journey, just a little bit into like the aesthetics world, like what got you into it. Um, and I know there was kind of like a in it, out it, in it, back in it, um, journey, but if you just want to share a little bit of like jumping into that and then how doTERRA played a role into some of your success within, within your, your aesthetic space. Well, it was, you know, pretty basic. Like I struggled with my skin in my late teens, early twenties. And I was always in the corporate world. Um, I always worked in call centers. So I was like a travel agent. Um, and then after nine 11, 
the travel agent industry, like corporate travel agent is, industry just plummeted and I had gotten laid off. And I was like, what the heck would I do? Like, what do I do? And I'm like, I'm just going to go to school to be an esthetician. Like it, it, took, it took me a day to figure that out. So I went to school, got my aesthetics license. And I did that for maybe a year full time. But when you're in your early twenties, you don't have friends who are worried about aging. You don't have friends who have disposable income. So it was, it was hard to grow a business and there was no social media back then, which is hard to even imagine, but there was, it was hard. It was, it was hard. I can't even imagine how we would build any business without social media. Now I'm like, what, what happened? Like radio, I don't call people. I don't don't remember. I think, I mean, and I had a decent, I was pretty decent, decently busy. And I have no idea how I talked people into coming or how I even got a hold of them. Um, so I did that for a year and it just wasn't paying the bill. So I did have to go back to the corporate world full time for many years. And it's when I had my first child and actually it was because of you, (laughs) I had a, I had a baby and I was working crazy hours. I never saw my baby. And I remember you had come over and you said, I just had the most amazing facial and I just paid the chick a hundred dollars. I don't know why you don't do this anymore. And I remember, and I'm not kidding. You can ask my husband. I went to work the next day, quit my job and signed up to get my license reinstated. (laughs) And he's like, he's like, I I'm like, I'm just going to be an esthetician. And he's like, I I don't even know what that is. I didn't even know that you do that. And what I promised him, I said, give me six months. And if I'm not replacing what I was making, working full-time, working part-time, then I'll go back to work full-time. And it was so different because with social media and then we were older, I had friends who were older, more established and, you know, financially stable. I was like, this is so easy. Like getting people to come in, get facials, it was so much easier. So yeah, yeah, I've been doing that ever since. Well, and I think when it comes to network marketing, I've never been against network marketing. I've never had a bad taste in my mouth. I've never been hesitant about it. Um, I just was always like, I don't know how I could make it work. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know how I can make it work. Like it doesn't didn't feel comfortable for me to, hey, I'm doing this thing. I'm going to cold call people. So backing up, I was seeing clients. I was fairly busy and essential oils like doTERRA started becoming more prevalent. So did, um, other essential oil companies. And my clients were just asking me about them. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, well I'll figure out what frankincense is. I'll figure out what lavender is. And I was just ordering crappy oils off Amazon and then incorporating them into my skincare. Yeah. Um, and I was, educating people about them. I'm like, have you heard about frankincense? And again, this is even before doTERRA. Um, so when we moved to your salon and we started the doTERRA journey, it was a super, super easy transition for me. And I was excited. I'm like, no, this is perfect because I found a network marketing company that I can build, but still seeing clients because I love doing that. Um, and it just, it happened to coincide right when I was taking Dave Ramsey Financial Peace University. And I remember I'm sitting in the church and we're like writing down like, okay, this is how many clients you have to have to bring in the amount of of money that you want to bring in a year, like my goal. And I kept thinking, 
there is literally physically no way I could see 50 clients a week. Yeah. Like it was, it was, that was my first aha moment of trading time for money. I was like, there is no way I physically could see that many clients without being completely exhausted, without working crazy hours and then never seeing my kids. And actually I think I was pregnant at the time and it just started feeling super defeating. And then I remember you and I having a conversation and I was like, do you really want to do this? And you said, do you know how much money I lose? How much stress I'm under? Like, she's like, there's no way I could ever make this kind of money, even running two businesses. Yes. Um, and again, I, I was a pretty easy sell with network marketing. I've always understood like residual income, trading time for money. Again, it was very easy. And I think that there's a lot of And when I say easy, it doesn't mean that there's not work involved, but the transition incorporating, it was easy for me. And I think people who are business oriented have their own business. They, that step of having to talk people into um, understanding, you know, financial stress, um, understanding trading time for money. Um, And most people who have their own business, usually they don't have that fear of selling. Yeah. Because they've already done the scary part. Like I'm going to jump out of the working nine to five trading time for money and I'm going to do my own thing. So um, taking that leap into network marketing, doTERRA specifically is a lot easier, I think, for people who are entrepreneurs. Yeah. Yep. Totally. Because we've already taken that scary step. Yeah. Yeah. I love so much that you said there. I mean, the trading time for dollars is something that like when I had my marketing design company, I knew that I wouldn't be able to earn what, you know, like replacing a corporate income, honestly, unless I had other people working for me, like other people doing sales, other people doing project management, other people, you know, like actually handing, handling the client, doing some of the work. And I think that was probably could have been a position for you as well. Like when you were going through the Dave Ramsey stuff to say, Hey, this is all I can make. You know, one of the options that people think a lot is, well, then what if I you know, had more estheticians. Well, then now all of a sudden your passion of aesthetics actually turns to now you're managing people and you're not actually doing what it is that you're passionate about. So I think what I know that what network marketing can help do is it doesn't pull the person away from having to step out of what they're doing and go into management mode or go into, you know, I'm the boss, right? Like you can go into just more sales with the people that you already have. So I know that for you, Emily, when you're, you know, you are just incredible, brilliant at sales. Like I always said that, like, I feel like you could sell me on anything and I would watch you talk to, you know, clients or even just our friends about, you know, things that they need. And I would just be like, Oh, I can't believe she just like totally sold me on that. I didn't even realize that you were selling me and you just had some like tactics that I thought were really, really great. One of them being that after you were in the aesthetic room, you know, of course you're having conversations with people while you're in there and people ask about the products that they're using, because I think a lot of our oils smell, you know, like a lot different, right. Than what they would usually use in like an aesthetic room or on their face that they're buying over the counter. So anyways, people start asking and I would watch you just like walk up to the front desk 
with like all of the items that you were recommending that they buy instead of just saying, Hey, Oh, here's what, here's what it is. Or here's the shelf. It's like you had the people touch the product, which is kind of like a little sales one-on-one, but most people don't do that. And then here they are. I mean, people are going to feel like almost a jerk to like move the things away. Like, no, I don't (laughs) want that. I don't want that. And you had some of the highest sales. Well, the highest sales in the whole salon with extra product. And I believe in that space, in any sort of um, service-based business, if you're not selling a product, at least, I mean, whether it be network marketing, whether it be doTERRA or another line of product, you are missing out on a huge amount of income. And also the other thing is the client, they actually want that stuff. Like they want to know how their face can continually feel that soft and that polished and that amazing and can look better potentially over time. Same with your hair, right? So if we were talking about salon world, I want to know how my hair can look the same as it did in the salon, you know, five days from now when I'm washing it. Right. So, um, I think you have been so, so brilliant at that. I think there are probably some people listening right now that are wondering, well, what products are you actually using from doTERRA? What products are your customers actually purchasing, your clients actually purchasing from you? So if you want to dive into that just a tiny bit so that people know, like, what should I buy? (laughs) Like, what should I use? Or if they're esthetician and how they could bring this into their own business. You know, So, and this isn't a fun one to talk about because most people, they want something that they can use topically, that they can like touch, that smells good. I think I usually, and I don't have it on my shelf, but I usually recommend like the Lifelong Vitality Pack because it's going, and that's, it doesn't matter if it's your hair, if it's your skin, if you are unhealthy, if you are nutrient deficient, your skin's going to look like crap no matter how much money you spend on skincare products. Same thing with your hair again, overall health. At the very least, I want people taking like a fish oil. Mm-hmm. So, and a probiotic. And it's easy for me because I have those people in my, like in my, in the bed. And I'm like, you can understand why fish oil is super good for your skin. This is how it's going to benefit your skin. And then a probiotic. I'm like, if you understand gut health and probiotics and how that um, affects your skin. So those are always ones that I recommend. doTERRA has an amazing, amazing serum that I always incorporate in my facial and that's the Yarrow Palm. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not using that in particular, I'm just kind of creating my own little serum using like blue tansy and cedarwood. Cedar was one that I always will have in my back bar because it's, it's super affordable. I think like a 15 milliliter bottle is like $13. And it's, like a hidden gem in skincare. It's people don't know how amazing it is for your skin. So cedarwood, blue tansy, yarrow palm, frankincense. And actually rather than using frankincense, I'll usually get immortel because that has all of the essential oils that are good for skin, which is like, what is it? Rose, geranium, frankincense, Roman chamomile, myrrh. And And that one comes in a roller, which is super great because people they don't have to do a lot of extra with it. And I think that's something that you can do really well with like, I don't know, just when people don't have to like DIY it or make it, they just know that they're automatically going to be able to grab this product and start rolling it on their face. So I think that that's really helpful too. And it's beautiful. Yeah. It's in a, like a beautiful box and it smells yeah. amazing. Yeah. It smells, it amazing. smells awesome. Yeah. And then in 
Um, and I use like a massage bun when I'm doing like the hand and arm massage, shoulder massage. And that's usually I'll just put like the five milliliter deep blue, um, in coconut oil or grapeseed oil, um, or aroma touch is a good one yep. too. And then you're always diffusing. I know that. So like, I know at times you've asked me, like, what do you want me to diffuse or, you know, or you have something going and ask if it's okay, which I think is a good, you know, great thing. Cause people don't want to be in a room for an hour. If it smells like that's something they don't want, you know, they don't want it to smell like. Right. So I know that that's another thing. And then, um, a lot of your customers are actually using our skincare line, correct? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I know it was, you know, Prior to, I think it was leadership, like maybe three years ago, I never knew a lot about the skincare line. And um, I was at leadership and they had a little booth specifically for like talking about the skincare line. And I'm talking to one of the doTERRA reps and he's telling me all this information. And I was like, this is stupid. I can't believe I haven't like Hmm. offered these. You've been using these in my facials or offering these to my clients because the price point was amazing. Yeah. Um, the products are amazing. I think I just had this weird sense in my head. Like people love the back bar that I'm using right now, the professional line, and I love it. But again, with this business, doTERRA running your own business, anything people have, people think it has to be either, or Mm. like if it has to, I always thought it has to be the professional line or it has to be terror doTERRA. I don't want to make that choice. And I was like, this is so dumb. Like I can incorporate both of them. So then I started doing that. Um, I have some people who love the back bar line that I'm using now and they're not going to switch. I had some people that completely switched and never went back because they love doTERRA. And again, it's a way easier Mm -hmm. price point. And it was a lot easier, especially during the pandemic when we were shut down, like people could just order themselves. Yeah. Because with image, I essentially have to carry it and people have to come pick it up or it was costing me a lot of extra money to ship the product to people. Right. Yeah. So, well, and that's a topic that we didn't even discuss and we don't have to jump into it too much, but I know that, you know, something like network marketing, especially doTERRA is incredibly pandemic proof. I mean, there's no shutting down the doors, you know, there's, um, you know, we can still keep doing our job from our house. We're not touching anyone, you know, no one can close our house down. Right. And I know that we, we actually just did Emily and I, for those of you listening, just did another um, talk together. And something you shared was that you actually received the biggest check you ever have the month after we were all shut down in doTERRA. So it just came in at like a really amazing time, right? When here we are, you're, I'm, I'm, I'm going to assume, I I also know that it was a really stressful time for you. Like, are these doors going to ever be open again? Like, when am I going to be able to perform these, you know, uh, you know, facials and and massages and all that again, you know? And, you know, my thing is I was thinking about this the other day because it was such a lifesaver, not only financially, but just mentally having something to focus on. Like I could reach out to clients and again, during the pandemic, it was a lot of stuff that could help support your immune system. A lot of stuff that, you know, like the hand sanitizers, people were really wanting to learn more about that. So that gave me something to do. And then with network marketing in general, like, I think that we have this sense of everybody wants to learn, wants like, we think everybody's really busy, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. We think everybody wants to take stuff off of their plate. But I used to always think that I'm like, no, I'm just super stressed and I'm super busy. And I would actually like sit down and look and I'm like, 
no, I'm stressed because I don't have anything to do. I'm stressed because I'm not being challenged. I'm stressed because I don't, I'm not doing something that's keeping me, you know, feeling passionate. So I think a lot of people out there, they don't know that they're looking for something else because they think that they have to keep taking stuff off of their plate. But I think a lot of people are even not consciously looking for something to do. They're at home right now. They're working from home. Um, and they're just feeling completely unfulfilled, completely depressed. I mean, I talk to so many people right now. They just keep saying, I feel like I'm, my soul is being sucked dry. Yeah. I'm just sitting at home working for this company. Um, and that's where I think network marketing doTERRA comes in because it's, it's a fun industry. It's a fun product. And you are continuously educating people. Yeah. yeah. I love that. God, this is so good. I'm so glad we were I did, like, it's funny because we've known each other for so long, like over 15 years, I think. And still there's some things that I, I just didn't even expect for you to say. So I just, I love it. And I didn't know all the things in your story even. Um, Emily, so you're so cute and smart and funny. I didn't know that. Yes. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. But this has been so super fun. I hope that this was beneficial for all of you listening. I know we didn't totally jump into other industries, but I I imagine from just hearing some of the things that Emily shared or that I shared about how she's been able to implement it into her service-based business, that it would be an easy transition for you as well. I plan on interviewing uh, people inside of several different industries where they've incorporated doTERRA um, as well. So I hope you guys had a good time. Um, I would love if you shared this with your industry friends, um, if they are in the same similar space that Emily was and is, um, that would be awesome. So hope you guys have a great day. We'll be back here for um, another podcast today, 90 podcasts in a row. Yes, I'm crazy. Yes, it's kind of wild. That's why I'm interviewing people. I just can't talk all all day. I know it's surprising, but I can't talk you all can day. You can talk all day. Yeah. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> okay. It might not just be worth recording, right? Uh, but anyways, thank you, Emily, so much for being here. And we will be back tomorrow. Bye, guys. Thank you.